Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tapir. Gergelecte. Sacula Ijaia. Food. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sfin podcast. I'm Valentina Gritti and you're listening to the third episode of the Slow Food Youth Network series Voices from the Roots. Today, Lizette Bautista Pazzi will make us travel with her story to Bolivia. She's going to share with us a little bit of her childhood when she was a farmer in the mining region of Colquiri and also about her achievements as a cook in the recent years. With a very humble voice, Liz tells us her inspiring story and she makes us imagine the colors of her drawings and the aromas of her dishes. Liz, I leave you the word. Make us travel with you. Hola, mi nombre es Lizette Bautista Pazzi, soy de Bolivia. Hi, my name is Lizette Bautista Pazzi. I was born in the city of Cochabamba, Bolivia. But I grew up in my parents' community, Colquiri, Department of La Paz. Colquiri is a mining center that is 4,550 meters above sea level. My parents are farmers who produce potatoes, quinoa, wheat, beans, peas, barley, oats, and also rice, sheep, and llamas. I was a child who liked to walk and go to the countryside. I used to take two to three hour walks. When I was six years old, I had to harvest potatoes. A production plot was my challenge. I saw my parents happy because I was doing a good job. Living in the countryside was not easy because I woke up at six in the morning to go to the well to get water. Along the way, I will hear the birds singing and watch the sunrise over the snowy hills. When we got home with water, my mom was on the stove ready to cook. We had breakfast together as a family, and at 8 in the morning, the food was ready, so we packed it in tidy and took it to the farm for noon. The tari is like a napkin from llama wool. In the Bolivian highlands, it is used to carry food to the farm. Trabajábamos todos juntos cosechando la papa. We all work together harvesting the potatoes. Some choose the potatoes according to size, and others did other things like selecting the smallest ones to make the chuño. The potatoes are laid out in the hargel places in the hills, so that they freeze very well. We wait about a week to see if the cold has had an effect on the potatoes. And if the potatoes are ready, they start to step on them with their feet. They should be left like this for another week, so that they dehydrate very well, and then are collected and stored inside of the house. In the evening, before the sun came up, we had to go to home with firewood, which we found according to the route we took. And when we got home, we helped my mom to make dinner. I remember many times she would send me to the well to get water. In school, I didn't have a very good experience. I was a very shy girl, and some classmates made fun of me. They sometimes took my toys I was playing with away from me. When my mother denounced that act, I had to call my classmates to the principal's office, and they never bothered me again. 
I was very good at drawing on the elementary school, so I earned a few pennies. I will draw for my classmates, and with the money I earn, I will buy myself some candies or save it for later to buy something better. I also remember a new initiative that I did in my parents' community. It was to make ice cream with a strawberry flavor, milk, and other flavors. I offered this product to those people who were out of their house and who were sunbathing. So I managed to have an income of 69 Bolivians for a month's work. I was happy to have earned some money with my own hands. But the sad thing is that that money that I earned with so much effort was stolen from me. I also learned to paint at the age of nine. I was not that good, but as a practice, I managed to have very good jobs. I painted portraits, some paintings, and sold them to those people who liked my work. In high school, I entered a contest where I painted two things. One that was against alcoholism in teenagers, and another painted that indicated that we should take care of the water. I won the first place in the school, and as a prize, I was given school materials. I finished school and I moved away from my parents, and I went to live in the city of Oruro to continue my studies. I studied hotel management and gastronomy at the Infocam Institute, where I met some nice people. In 2016, I entered in the University del Valle, in the city of Cochabamba. I had friends, I was surrounded by nice and understanding people, and sometimes I thought that we had the same thoughts. In the second year of my career, I met a teacher who is now my friend, and I appreciate him very much. He is the leader of the Slow Food Cochabamba community, and his name is Roger Maldonado. But how did I meet him? The story begins like this. I had an exhibition on the subject of food conservation and maintenance, and with my team, we decided to make a chirimoya jam. We presented it at one of the university fairs, and the jurors had to qualify. And one of the jurors tasted our chirimoya jam with pistachio shortbread cookies, and he liked it quite a bit, and asked us for the recipe. We agreed that I will give it to him on a certain day. So the days passed, and I had the recipe ready for him to ask me. To my surprise, he remembered me and asked me for the recipe. It was a moment of joy for me, because I felt that I was not so invisible inside of the university. I was very happy. Winter break came, so I had to go back to my parents to help them during the winter season. They take advantage of the cold weather to hang the potatoes and make chuño. Coming back from winter vacation to college, one of my friends, Diana, talks to me to tell me that one of the chefs was looking for us to help him with one of his events. He was Chef Roger Maldonado, and that's how our friendship started. One day, Chef Roger held a meeting where he gathered a group of people in a restaurant with the purpose of getting to know each other and talk. The idea was to do something in the city of Cochabamba and we thought about starting to prepare tasting events. So we started to look for people with a desire to work, especially people who like cooking. At the end of 2017, the laboratory 2680 was created. 2680 because of the sea level where Cochabamba and the laboratory are located.
We came to have tasting events with chefs from different places in Bolivia. One of them was the Nativa project in the city of Sucre, and another of the events was organized and held in the city of Cochabamba in Lab 2680. In the laboratory 2680, we are a group of young people who like to cook, have fun, and meet in the kitchen of the laboratory. We also discuss by expressing what we feel, and from there, we create the menus. Thanks to Roger Maldonado, I had the opportunity to see the world of gastronomy from another point of view where no other person had done it before. And I also got to know the laboratory where I feel at home. We are all young people from different places in Bolivia. There are some who are from Potosí, others from La Paz, Cochabamba, Oruro, and we are all sharing according to our experience and knowledge, depending on the culture we belong to. The most important thing of all is that we are a family. As siblings, we are always there to support each other. In August 2019, the Slow Food Community was created in the city of Cochabamba by the community leader Roger Maldonado. I have had two great experiences in my life, one of which was to apply for the national gastronomy contest called Así sabe mi tierra. And the other experience was to apply for Terra Madre Indígena to be held in Tlaola, Mexico. The gastronomic contest Así sabe mi tierra. This was organized by the Latin American Corporation in alliance with the French Embassy in Bolivia, by Manca Miga Bolivia, Vida and Intervenciones Urbanas. I applied only to try my luck and see if cooking was my thing. I wasn't interested in winning. More than 850 people applied nationally, and only 50 were able to enter the semifinals. And of the 50, only 12 were able to enter the finals. During the competition, many of us were nervous, although others were confident. I presented my dish, and I was very nervous, because I had had some faults in my dish. My turn came. I packed everything to go to the hotel where I was staying, and I was a little sad because what would my friends say, right? Then we were called to the event room to mention the 12 finalists. They called nine, ten people, and I had already lost all hope, so I bent down. Many memories went through my mind. One was the time I had to dedicate to my dish, thinking about the logistics, The night I sat at the table, I started to describe my dish. Then thinking about what I will present, how I will present it. And I cried sometimes because I felt I didn't have the necessary help. Just remembering that one afternoon before the contest, I went to the 2680 lab and Roger was waiting for me to support me. And a few hours later, My friends, Mauricio, Jocelyn, and Ruben, arrived to help me and send me off with everything to the contest. Coming back to the contest, almost at the end, the number 11, they appointed me to enter the finals of the contest. I didn't know what to feel. I was happy, and at the same time, I was nervous. I was a little scared because the protein I presented was not all good. The meat was never cooked well, even though it had more than eight hours of cooking, and it still was not as tender as I would have liked it to be. It was time for the final contest, and it was live. 
I forgot about the cameras. I forgot that I had an audience watching me. And I focused on my dish and all the details it should have. I have 105 minutes to finish my dish. And I did it on time. When it was my turn, I greeted it to the jurors. And I kept quiet for a moment because I didn't know what to say. Then I started talking and saying that the name of my plate was Mamaya Kolkiri. Mamaya for the wise and ancestral woman, Kol for the rich fauna and flora, and Kiri for the region where I am from, a mining center. My plate was presented on a fallen tree trunk, which many people use as firewood. I gave it another use making it my plate. It had a concave shape. In the middle, I put minerals, and in the upper part, I put a transparent glass where I mounted and showed my municipality. I put jellies, one golden and one silver, which represent the minerals of the reddish mountains. The mountains were a base of mashed potatoes with raisins sprinkled with crumbs of carrot and beet paper. Also, a chialquil land with ground cereals. Accompanied by this, I made tunta paper representing snow. And the protein was grilled lamb rib, a memory of my grandmother who made it on the stove. In Aymara, we call it kiri. I also made fermented kombucha foam with slices of goose, which represented the copahira water. And finally, steam came out of my plate representing the vapors coming out of the mine. The other experience was thanks to Slow Food for giving me the opportunity to participate in Terra Madre Indígena, a meeting with more than 50 delegates from Latin America in Tlaola, Puebla, Mexico. A beautiful little community, from the people to the welcoming atmosphere. We arrived at the community in the evening and ate a typical Mexican dish, which was tortillas with beans and hot serrano pepper sauce. Each of us had a family waiting for us in their home. I had a family, a humble family, so we shared the house with some friends from Argentina, Ecuador and Mexico. The next day, they welcomed us and we all had to be in the typical customs of our country. It was a very beautiful day. Some of the delegates shared where they were from, what they were doing, and what problems they had in their community. And then we argued what we should do about it. One afternoon, we took the time to read a document called An Urgent Call for a Collective Action, and we reflected, proposed what to do. There were also workshops. One of the ones that caught my attention was how to create a community. Another was how to explain in a short time the basics of a project, pitch method. We also had the opportunity to visit Cabañas Buenavista, an ecotouristic place, which had pesticide-free coffee plantations and was environmentally friendly. It was awesome that the food they cooked was harvested from their garden. We also visited the Slow Food Presidium of Mopampa, 
a business run by women who couldn't find work and were suffering from family violence. They sell organic products, and the product they use most is red serrano chili. They dehydrate it under the sun, toasted it, and used it for the recipes. They also make jams and liquors based on serrano chili. Returning to Tlaola, we had lunch, and at the firewell, we had to invite our family who welcomed us into the house. We all had dinner together with a delicious dish called pozole. The next day, we had an early breakfast and returned to Mexico City. Others had to go back to their country, and some of us stayed for a couple of days. I stayed to get to know a little bit of Mexico City and Morelia. All of that was very inspiring for me. I was very happy to be part of these events. Thank you very much, Liz, for sharing your story. It made me laugh a bit when you said that at the university, when the jury of the food exhibition asked for your recipe, you felt as if you were no longer invisible inside the university. Well, look at now that everyone is listening to your voice. Liz is part of the Slow Food Cochabamba community, which you can find on all social networks like this, Slow Food Cochabamba. If you have doubts or curiosities about the activities that they do, or also if you want to know more about Liz, you can really get in touch directly with them. That's all for now and we'll see you soon with the next episode of the Sphin podcast. If you like this podcast, remember to share it with your friends and to subscribe to our channel. You can also support these and other projects of the Slow Food Youth Network by donating on our Patreon page. See you in the next episode!